Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station for the Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. Great to have all of you with us today. And today we're going to be talking about post-abortion healing. And it's true that the wounds of abortion are all around us, um, from the mother, mothers and the fathers of these babies, yes, uh, even to grandparents and family members, maybe even friends. The wounds of abortion are deep and crushing to so many of us. But as we um, make our way through this next hour, we want you to know that healing from the wounds of abortion is possible. And we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, back with us once again, our spiritual director, Father Ben Cameron. Father Ben is a priest with the Fathers of Mercy and now stationed in the Archdiocese of Louisville, where he is the pastor of St. Helens Catholic Church and Our Lady of the Caves Catholic Church as well. Father Ben Cameron, great to have you back on the program. Welcome. Thank you, Chuck. Good to be back. Looking forward to it. And uh, I think this is uh, such a an important subject that we talk about and certainly try to talk about it uh, with you when you're on because of certainly you've been so actively involved in post-abortion healing. And we'll talk about that as we get uh, uh, going uh, through the hour today. But um, also we will be opening up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us as well. We'll get those phone lines open pretty quick as well. But um, Father Ben, get us started. And I guess uh, every time you're on, I'm always so taken. And let me have you start there again. Talk a little bit, if you would, about how the wounds of abortion have touched so many of us in our world today. Well, when we think about the fact that there's been over 60 million abortions in our country uh, since Roe v. Wade, and of course there were abortions before Roe v. Wade in states like California and New York, uh, and even other places before it was legalized in those, those states. Now, we've got millions, tens of millions of people who've been directly involved or impacted by abortion. So it's not just the mother of the child who actually went through the procedure, but the the father of the child, the grandparents. Sometimes the grandparents of the child are more guilty of the sin of abortion than their child, who they pressured to have an abortion. Um, there's siblings who maybe supported it, maybe maybe didn't support it, um, but are impacted by the fact they don't have a niece or nephew there. Um, there's the, the children born later on, you know, who might have survivor's guilt in some sense, um, not kind of knowing that somebody's missing from their family. Um, an oldest child who really shouldn't be the oldest child because their older sibling was 
that was aborted. Uh, it just goes on and on, you know, and there's there's many people who, you know, they thought they were being a friend and they took somebody to an abortion, have an abortion. And um, and late, later on are burdened with the guilt and, and the grief of knowing that they participated in this. Um, and then there's the doctors and the nurses who um, maybe did the abortion or participated. There, it's a tremendous amount of people who have been impacted by this uh, this grave evil of uh, of abortion, of taking an innocent human life. And um, we can't do something like that or participate in something like that without it affecting us spiritually, emotionally, even psychologically, sometimes physically as well. Yeah, Father Ben Cameron, our spiritual director, if you're just uh, joining us on the program today, talking about post-abortion healing. And Father Ben, every time uh, we talk about this, uh, and uh, I'm just reminded of the image that you have helped generate in my own uh, in my own mind and heart is that when we are just walking down a sidewalk or we might be having happening to walk um, through a, a shopping mall, just passing people we don't know, when you start to realize that one in three or, you know, maybe one in four people that we're passing and don't even know have probably, based on statistics, been impacted by abortion. It's an amazing number, isn't it? It is. It is. It's, this is one of the most prevalent um, wounds in our society. Um, we think about the wounds of sexual abuse, and they, they're very prevalent as well. Um, but abortion is probably even more prevalent. You know, there having been tens of millions of abortions. Um, and in each abortion, multiple people wounded um, by, by that uh, simple procedure that was supposedly going to fix all the problems in people lives. Uh, multiple people are wounded by that. So yeah, it's a tremendous thing to realize how many of those around us are hurting in this way. And we, and many, maybe many of us, many of those listening to the, to the program are, but all of us are in some way impacted uh, because we know people and we have people in our lives who are hurting in this way. And, uh, and, and we are called to be the, the light of the world and we're called to, to, bring the love of Jesus Christ into the lives of, of people who have been have been wounded and some of whom, you know, need repentance as well. Hmm. And uh, let's uh, open up our phone lines. Father Ben Cameron, our spiritual director, talking today about post-abortion healing. Toll-free phone number if uh, you would like to join us, 888-914-9149. Don't forget you can email us as well in her life at relevantradio.com. But as we uh, talk about post-abortion healing, what's uh, been your experience uh, of healing from an abortion? And uh, when did you begin to understand and truly know that healing was possible? And I suspect someone listening today needs to hear your story. We hope you'll call in and share that with us today. And of course, maybe today you're struggling uh, with uh, trying to heal from an abortion. Father Ben is here to spend some time with you. And certainly if you have any questions, we encourage you to give us a call today uh, as well. Again, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. So, Father Ben, the obvious question, I think, is someone listening today who has uh, been through uh, an abortion and is just believing and thinking in the depths of of uh, their heart that uh, I'm going to say he, uh, because sometimes uh, men are impacted by this in a lot of ways as well, but that, that they uh, he or she cannot be healed. This is such so grievous that God could never, ever possibly forgive, um, forgive this. 
What do you say to that listener today? No, I think down through through history, there's been a number of people who've had this kind of a temptation. And, and the first thing we have to realize is that this is a temptation from, from the devil, from the enemy of our souls. Um, the devil tempts us to sin, and then he tempts us to despair and to think that that somehow we're beyond the reach of God's mercy. But our Lord makes it clear in Scripture. It was clear even in the Old Testament. And it's very clear in the writings, uh, revelations, for example, of our Lord, St. Faustina, um, that there is no sin beyond the reach of God's mercy. Um, Nothing that we can do is so bad that God won't forgive it. Uh, All we have to do is turn to him in repentance. And and repentance is not just, of course, the uh, wish it didn't happen, but, you know, truly turning God with a contrite heart, that we, we're really sorry for what we did, and um, we want to make sure we never do anything like that again. You know, we want to change. But if a person has repentance, that's the other thing I would say, is if you feel sorrow for an abortion or your involvement in an abortion, and you... Um, you know, you would you would like to, if you could, you'd undo it, or you want to make sure you never do it again, then God put that sorrow in your heart. God is the one who gave you that grace to be sorry and to want to come back to him. So why would he give you that grace? Why would he give you that um, that sorrow and that repentance, that contrition, if he wasn't doing that to invite you back into relationship with him. Um, Down through history, there have been people who are truly monsters, who who murdered thousands, even millions of people, who God reached into their lives and brought them back. And, you know, anybody who's had an abortion, you know, maybe you've had one, maybe you've been involved in a few, um, but compared to some other people that God has already forgiven, you're small potatoes. God wants you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. He He's calling you back and trust in his love. Trust that his love is great enough to um, to destroy your sin and to to uh, to embrace you. Yeah. And then, Father Ben, can you talk a little bit, uh, if you would, about uh, the wounds of abortion sometimes are buried so deep and really for a, a great length of time that sometimes um, people impacted by this uh, go through life and maybe don't actually understand the pain in their lives um, actually goes back to that experience? That is very true. Um, a lot of times um, it, it's a trauma and in, in when when we experience trauma, our minds are, are, you know, we can actually, they've actually studied it in like brainwave patterns and studies. Um, the mind suppresses it and tries to block it out or say it wasn't any big deal um, or I had to do it because of this or that. And for a while, we can we can do that as a protection mechanism, but we can only do it for a certain amount of time because there's a very, very deep wound and a deep disconnect. Um, eventually, that wound comes back up and a person um, you know, has to face it or they try to drown it. You know? So a lot of people, tremendous amount of people are post-abortive, uh, resort to drugs or alcohol to try to numb their pain. 
Some people um, go into lives of sexual promiscuity, again, not because they're um, particularly lustful, but because they're trying to numb their pain. Um, but at, at some point, for many people, it comes back and they're able to see this is the root. This is what went wrong. I one time was involved in a retreat and each person, actually this happened multiple times, each person on the retreat, it had been 30 or more years since their abortion. Wow. That's how long it took for 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 them to, to realize where the root of, of all their pain was and to then bring it to Jesus for healing. Well, and again, let's just make the point that when we talk about uh, the wounds of abortion, they, they can be healed. This God of love and mercy can heal us uh, if we want that and if we're searching for that, can't he? Absolutely. So God doesn't just want to forgive. Um, God commanded us that we are to love him with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. So we have to believe that any any wound that we have that would keep us from loving God with our whole heart, our whole mind, our whole strength, um, that God will heal that wound, that he will allow us to have sufficient healing that we can love him as we're called to, as we're commanded to. So he, he does uh, want to heal the wounds. And ultimately, um, in this life, for all of us, this isn't just post-abortive, uh, people have suffered abortion or been involved in abortion. Um, all of us have to be healed of the wounds of sin. And if we do it in this life. And if we don't completely finish it in this life, um, but we die in the state of grace, then we have um, purgatory to help us to finish the healing, um, the purification, so that we can enter into the vision of God and, and experience him face to face. Um, so God wants to heal those wounds, and he would prefer to heal those wounds in this life. Um, and so, you know, we have to cooperate and we have to, to, to trust that he really does, does want to heal us and to make us whole again. We are talking today about post-abortion healing and what has been uh, your experience of healing from an abortion and when did you begin to understand and truly know that healing was possible? I suspect uh, someone uh, listening today needs to hear your story. We invite you to join us. And of course, um, maybe today you're struggling with any healing from an abortion. Well, Father Ben Cameron is here to spend some time with you and if you would like to join us, it's a toll-free phone number, 888-914- 9149, our email address, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. Jesus came to Capernaum with his followers, and on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, 
quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him, and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com slash gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. If you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us on The Inner Life today. I'm Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Shaper, answering your phone calls, and Father Ben Cameron, our spiritual director. Father Ben is a priest with the Fathers of Mercy, now stationed in the Archdiocese of Louisville, where he is the pastor of St. Helens Catholic Church and Our Lady of the Caves Catholic Church, and um, talking about post-abortion healing today. And Father Ben has extensive experience in healing ministries. Rachel's Vineyard uh, for abortion and grief to grace uh, sexual abuse. And let me just give you some websites, and we'll uh, be sure we get uh, these uh, to you more than once uh, during the hour here. But rachelsvineyard.org and grieftograce.org, both uh, two uh, healing websites, uh, one from uh, sexual abuse, one from abortion. But talking about that today, and phone lines are open. Again, if you'd like to join us, uh, 888-914-9149. Don't forget, you can email us as well, life at relevantradio.com. But as we uh, talk about post-abortion healing, what's been your experience of healing from abortion? And when did you begin to really understand and know that healing was possible. Again, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. So, Father Ben, uh, let's uh, take some phone calls for you, and let's start with Eva listening in Henderson, Nevada. Hi, Eva. Welcome to the program today. Yeah, yeah, we've got you here. Go ahead. Thank you. So, I had an abortion, and I uh, got pregnant again, and I was really scared, and I was going to do it again. I was led to a church in San Francisco called St. Anne's Church, and I met a nun there, Sister Gertrude, and I don't know what led me to her, but it did, and we got a talking, and I realized that I never had my confirmation. So she sponsored me, and I had my confirmation, and I confided to her about my abortion and that I was afraid that I might be pregnant again. Well, she sent me to a Monsignor, and we talked, and I was absolved of my sins, and I, like within a couple of weeks, I woke up, and I I was not pregnant anymore. But I finished my confirmation, 
and I had found healing through my faith. And I did do Rachel's Vineyard. That was also a, a beautiful spiritual way of healing as well. And I am just so grateful that God heard me. If women think that God doesn't listen or, or know what's going on, you're wrong. He knows. And he helps you. He knows what's good for you and he knows where to lead you. And that's where I'm that's where I am today. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's beautiful to hear um your testimony regarding to the the uh, sacrament of confirmation and its role in in healing, um, because that gift of the Holy Spirit uh, that you were given, and uh, and the various gifts of the Holy Spirit that go with confirmation, of course, are also very very important for our for our life. So, thank you for for sharing your story, and, and uh, um, hope that you continue any you know if any little bits of healing still need to be done that the lord will bring those to you especially through the eucharist yeah thank you eva yeah eva god bless you if i might ask you a question you can tell me no don't ask or don't answer but as you were going through this experience did you think or did you doubt maybe that uh, god could heal you from this um, after the confirmation and throughout a couple of years, and then I got married and I got married late in, in, in life. So I did not have children with my husband. And so I thought, Oh no, you know, am I being punished? Like father said earlier, the devil can really put some stuff in your head and you believe it. And that led me to Rachel's vineyard. And then I was able to accept and move forward with my life, with my marriage, and help. I have helped others. And I figured, okay, what I need to do. I need to help other women that go through this and hear my story, share my story, and bring them closer to Christ. And Mm -hmm. that's how that happened. (laughs) Wow. Have you have you found a good outlet to do that? Have you gotten involved with Rachel's Vineyard yourself or something similar? Well, where I live right now, um, I have just been um, doing things, me and my husband, just doing things on our own because we haven't really found a really good outlet, I guess, to say, to, um, okay. to move forward. Like the Rachel's Vineyard here, it's no longer, I don't think they're doing it anymore. And I went mm. like almost... 10 years ago. Right. That's so, the Reno. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll pray that you, uh, you know, the Lord will lead you and maybe you can help yeah. get it restarted in your area. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Eva, God bless you. And, uh, just, uh, know that somebody today needed to hear your story. We're so grateful you called in today. Father Ben Cameron, our spiritual director, talking about post-abortion healing. And let's head to St. Louis. Abby is uh, listening there. Hello, Abby. Welcome to the inner life today. Hi. Thank you. Um, so yeah, my story, I, um, actually, when I was younger, I had been, um, sexually active, and I took the morning after pill, um, 
and mm-hmm. it was just suggested to me. I was no longer on birth control, and um, someone had suggested it, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. And then um, a little bit later, I actually ended up getting pregnant with my boyfriend, who's now my husband, and um, carried the baby full term, and um, he's such a blessing. But then we also became Catholic at that time. And so I learned at that time that about the morning after pill and really what it was all about. And um, so I went to confession and I, you know, truly felt like the Lord forgave me. But um, it was it was interesting because it was like throughout the journey, I kept um, feeling his presence through that of like realizing it again or um, just keep whenever it would come up again, um, feeling that guilt and sorrow. And then, you know, knowing that, okay, he's forgiven me, but he's also there with me. And I'm um, sorry, I'm shaking. I'm a little nervous. Um, but I, um, it was when I had my miscarriages, uh, that it was like really painful because i really started to realize, you know, what had happened more, um, mm-hmm. And God's grace through that was, like, just immensely amazing. Um, but it's just, I just want them to know that, like, you know, God is there with them, but also, too, to just be sure you know what you're doing when you go to seek that out, because I wish I would have just been more knowledgeable in that. And, um, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> no. Thank you very much uh, for sharing, Abby. I think there's a lot of people who are beginning to realize that uh, a tremendous amount of the contraceptives out there um, are not simply contraceptives. Of course, uh, as most of you probably listening know, the Catholic Church is against any form of contraception because it changes and twists the the nature of of the the sexual act. but the but like the morning after pill, Plan B, and some of these others um, actually work by doing chemical abortions, um, early uh, chemical abortions, and then there's some that are you know later chemical abortions. But it, this is a very real grief, and um, um, I think it's important. And people needed to hear that. They needed to hear that from you, your grief, and to know that. The grief that they experience is is valid. Um, that they're not the only one who feels that. Um, Abby, have you ever made a Rachel's Vineyard retreat? Uh, no, I have not. I would invite you to make one. Um, you know, we we welcome any anybody who's grieving any form of abortion, and. Um, uh, the founders of Rachel's Vineyard, Dr. Uh, Teresa Burke, actually has one of her books is called The Contraception of Grief. It, it has to do with this very uh, this very thing that you're experiencing. Um, but it could be a very healing um, experience for you to go through that. It's a weekend retreat focused on the Lord and focused on helping us to, to really bring our wounds to Him and, and really open our hearts and souls to to his healing as well as his forgiveness. And yeah. Of course, with the sacraments, you've received forgiveness, but sometimes we, sometimes we don't uh, fully accept it, uh, or it takes yeah. we do yeah. it in stages. But the but the healing he wants to give, uh, you know, absolutely certainly, um, you could experience a deeper healing 
if you would do that. So I'd like to encourage that for you. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more, too, about uh, Rachel's Vineyard uh, as we uh, move through the rest of the program. But, Abby, God bless you. Thanks for uh, calling in today. Father Ben Cameron, our spiritual director, talking about post-abortion healing today. What's been your experience of that? Have you discovered uh, the healing mercy of God in um, the wounds of your abortion? Toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Let's uh, head to Orange County, California. Maureen listening there. Hello, Maureen. It's uh, good to have you on the program today. Oh, God bless you. Um, when I was in college, I was peer pressured. You know, I kept telling my roommate, don't kill your baby, don't kill your baby. And she's like, be a friend, take me, drive me. And I'm like, no, no, no. And she's like, aren't you Christian? Can't you help me? And for some reason, after being badgered, I decided to drive her and be loving. But then my name was on on that piece of paper as a witness to bring her in there. And I had the hardest time. I didn't understand how I was so naive. I went to private schools. I didn't understand that I was participating in this abortion by driving her. God is so good because I got into a hope and healing ministry, and the Lord introduced me to someone who was um, studying to be a Jewish rabbi who converted to Christianity and Catholic, and I learned how to chant in Hebrew the Hail Mary, and I would sing the Hail Mary to women that are in pain, and they would be healed by my singing. And I thought, the Lord had me go through what I went through so I could be in hope and healing ministry today. And I've been wanting to get involved with Rachel's vineyard and here you're on the phone and i think god is using this moment now so i could maybe speak to father ben later and and bring my gift of singing in hebrew the hell mary to all women i'm so moved right now wow yeah well that that's really beautiful um um and I do hope that you will go and experience the Rachel's Vineyard, work with your local team. Um, but I think it's good that everybody goes through it first to experience it from the inside first um, before they actually start helping with it. But uh, but that it's a beautiful thing that uh, you learn that, and the Holy Spirit has used that as a gift to help other people to experience healing. So thank you very much for sharing that. And, and, and the grief that you experienced in, in having participated, even by driving someone, I think there are people who needed to hear that today, um, to know that, again, they're not the only one that has that uh, guilt and grief over having participated, even if it seemed like it was on the outskirts of it. Um, a lot of people are suffering in that way. So thank you for um yeah calling in and sharing sharing that with us. Yeah, and Maureen, uh, if I might ask you, I have moved uh, here to uh, invite you, if you would uh, like, uh, to maybe share the chant of uh, the Hail Mary in Hebrew for our listeners today. Would you be open to that? Sure. Shalom, Miriam. 
sharing that with us. And uh, Father Ben, we hear that. And I just have to believe somebody listening today might have been healed uh, through the the beautiful uh, lyrics uh, from Maureen today. The Holy Spirit can work in marvelous ways and uh, certainly can do that. Yeah. Maureen, uh, God bless you. Thank you uh, for for joining us uh, on the program today. Father Ben, just uh, to reiterate again, I want you to talk about a little bit about Rachel's Vineyard, but I think we'll wait till we get uh, through the next uh, through the next break. But just to reiterate again, um, healing is is possible, and isn't it interesting? We hear these stories of how God moves and really gives us the grace in some of these most difficult moments. And for Maureen even to talk about uh, trying to, to help her friend and then being part of it, just the pain of that, we heard that very clearly today, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot of people who kind of have that situation because they they really want to help somebody and they think maybe this is the right thing to do. And then later on, you know, they have those those second thoughts and uh, and doubts that come in because they realize that maybe they could have driven them somewhere else. Maybe they could have taken them to a crisis pregnancy center and helped them in some other way. Um, you know, so there's a the pain is definitely real and uh, and multifaceted, but the healing of God um, that God can bring it, it doesn't matter how deep it is it doesn't matter what form it takes uh the grief and the pain that we have god god definitely can heal it i've yeah. seen it hundreds of times hundreds of times father ben cameron is our spiritual director talking today about post-abortion healing phone lines are open if you'd like to uh, join us uh, toll free number 888-914-9149 but what has been your experience of healing from an abortion and when did you understand and really begin to believe healing was possible again toll free if you'd like to join us 888-914-9149 stay with us you're listening to the inner life on relevant radio and the relevant radio app Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life today. Father Ben Cameron is our spiritual director talking about post-abortion healing Today, uh, Father Ben, of course, one of our regular contributors, a priest with the Fathers of Mercy, now stationed in the Archdiocese of Louisville, where he is the pastor of St. Helen's Catholic Church and Our Lady of the Caves 
Catholic Church and Father Ben has extensive experience in healing ministries, Rachel's Vineyard and Grief to Grace, and the websites rachelsvineyard.org and grieftograce.org. And before we get back to some phone calls, Father Ben, talk to us a little bit about uh, Rachel's Vineyard and Grief to Grace, uh, these healing ministries. And uh, again, I want to follow up on uh, when you just mentioned that in terms of healing, you have seen it firsthand, haven't you? Absolutely. I've been blessed to have been involved with Rachel's Vineyard since uh, 2004 when I made my own retreat and then in helping to lead the retreats and being the team priest on retreat um, since 2006 uh, here in Kentucky and in Memphis and uh, in Alabama. Um, And then I've through the leadership uh, institutes or conferences, I've I've met many of the Rachel's Vineyard um, leaders from around the world um, and just a a tremendous uh, movement. Uh, Rachel's Vineyard uh, was started by Dr. Teresa Burke in the Philadelphia area, and the retreats got started in 95. And from that point, um, Rachel's Vineyard is spread to, I believe, 80 countries, and the retreat is offered in about 35 different languages. There's over 700 retreat teams, retreat sites, we call them, um, around the world offering this retreat. And essentially, it's a weekend uh, retreat where we use what we call living scriptures, which are doing the scriptures, but not just hearing them, but actually entering into them and responding, even using our bodies and our senses to experience and respond to what is happening in the scriptures. So we we really enter into an encounter with Jesus Christ. In in many ways, it's it's very much like the uh, encounter that St. Ignatius of Loyola was designing people to have in the spiritual exercises. You know, it's br- really bringing the scriptures to, to life and, and making them very real for us, more real than they, they have been in, in the past. And, um, and through the through the process of the retreat in which um, we have these living scriptures, we have time to share our stories, to, to share, talk about anger that we might feel and, and to work on that. Um, we come to a, a, a place of, of healing, of, of forgiveness, of, um, of peace. And it's, it's a phenomenal thing to, to see how much our Lord Jesus can bring healing to, to people in in less than 48 hours. Um, you know, and it's, it's spiritual healing, it's emotional healing, and it's also knowing that I'm not alone and I'm embraced and I'm loved and accepted um, because so many people suffer these, these wounds in isolation and, and they think they're alone, they think they're the only one that feels that way, and, and to know that that they're not the only one and that other people love them and accept them with what they've done and what they've experienced uh, and love them still. Uh, that is an incredible uh, healing thing for, for people. Yeah, and again, the website is rachelsvineyard.org. And then uh, quickly, uh, Father Ben, talk a little bit about Grief to Grace. Uh, that's uh, really centered on sexual abuse. Right. And, uh, just to be clear, my involvement with Rachel with Grace to Grace is 
basically that I've gone through uh, one retreat. I, I've not worked the retreat as a team member in any way, but but I've gone through and experienced the retreat. And it is the same basic model as Rachel's Vineyard, but it's, it's more intensive. It actually goes over uh, uh, four or five days. Um, but it's, it's also used the living scripture model and, um, and, and really helping us to encounter Jesus in those wounds, um, that of sexual abuse and emotional abuse, um, to be able to, to see, um, how Jesus was still there and is there to heal us and, um, Anyway, it's more intense than Rachel's Vineyard, um, but it is uh, one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had in my life was wow. was being there and, and going through it and walking the journey with, um, you know, a dozen or more other people. And um, and I've made um, several of the people I made that retreat with, I think, are, are lifelong friends, you know, because mm-hmm. we walked that healing journey together. Yeah. But God can heal any wound, even the deepest wounds of sexual abuse. God can heal them, and I and I witnessed that. And again, the website's grief to grace dot org and Rachel's Vineyard dot org. If you're looking for more resources, more resources resources about what we're talking about today, Father Ben Cameron. Let's uh, head back to the phones and Leah, listening in California. Thank you for waiting. Hey, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I wanted to share my story. Um, I'm a grandmother now, but when I was about 19, um, I found myself, uh, you know, working, going to college, and uh, pregnant. And I was working at a medical facility, um, very well-known, uh, you know, uh, facility. And uh, I didn't know I was pregnant. I just knew that I didn't feel well, and I went to the doctor. The doctors um, tested me for pregnancy, but it came back negative, and so they began testing me for many, many things and and in many, many ways. Um, And uh, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, so to speak, so they hospitalized me and... and, um, uh, you know, did x-rays and CAT scans and all kinds of um, diagnostics. And then <clears throat> I had a dream that I was pregnant. And I went back to the doctors after they um, discharged me and I told them about this dream. And he just sort of shook his head at me, but he said, okay, I'll, I'll test you. And this time we'll do a blood test. And sure enough, it came back uh, positive and I'll never forget the doctor just putting his face in his hands and shaking his head and just saying, I'm so sorry that you can't have this baby. After all the diagnostics we've done, this baby, he literally said to me, will be a monster. And being young and, um, you know, I would say not prepared to have a child, much less a child that I was told would would not survive very long if it would, if it survived the pregnancy at all. I uh, agreed to the abortion. In retrospect, I think it was um, a release of liability on their part 
and just my ignorance that I didn't look into exactly how many babies could be born after these kind of diagnostics. Either way, I went through with the abortion, and uh, it, it was a horrific experience, but um, three days later, I went back to work, and as I was walking through the hallways, I would hear babies crying, and then uh, my my breasts would fill with milk, and I would soak my shirt, and I thought, well, I wasn't expecting this, and, uh, and then I went into labor, and I delivered what they had left in me. And I actually held my my poor baby's hand in my I mean, head in my hand, half of a head. And I looked at that baby and I apologized to that baby for what I had done, because the reality of what I had done, uh, you know, this was the only time I would cradle this child of mine, and it uh, it just uh, it put me into shock and. I had to go through a second abortion because they had botched their abortion, um, and it was an, another horrific experience. And um, and uh, the grief of that experience um, was part of my life uh, for decades. And um, I did. I was <clears throat> a Christian, and I asked for forgiveness, but. Um, it wasn't until I um, shared my story with a woman who was considering abortion and she opted out of it that I feel uh, that I had done something to compensate for what I had done. And, um, and, and then the grief just sort of stays with you, especially after I had miscarriages um, with my uh, husband and um, eventually had three children in between miscarriages. And um, eventually um, my husband became ill and I, um, I sought the Catholic Church for him because he had been born and raised Catholic. And um, through that, through that experience, I was able to um, convert and give my confession. And I feel like when I gave my confession, the sin was lifted from me in a profound, profound way. And um, I finally felt healed of that experience. And yet, I don't think I'll ever stop grieving that child or the children that I lost through miscarriage. But when my husband passed away, the one comfort I did feel was that he was finally able to meet these children. And I was here on earth with three that are still alive, and he was in, in heaven with three that, um, that I never got to meet. And so, um, I think it's a process. I think that my healing will continue, and I know I'm forgiven, but I think that um, hopefully, even with this call, there's a woman out there who has not been able to forgive herself, 
And um, I would just say that, you know, go to confession and um, trust that God will um, hear you and know your grief, and you can unite your suffering to His suffering and find healing. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, boy, that was very powerful. And I think so much we need to hear that and realize that when we do confess, we make a good confession, we really give it to God, um, He does lift it away. It's gone. And uh, the guilt is gone. Or, yeah, the guilt is gone. The grief may remain. It may take a while to, to heal. Um, but I'd like I'd like to encourage you, uh, if you haven't done so already, to uh, to make a Rachel's Vineyard retreat, and you might find that um, that there's more healing from for the grief uh, that you feel if you go through the process. Um, but thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah, yeah Leah, God bless you. Thanks uh, for calling in today. And uh, you're right, uh, somebody needed to hear your story today. And uh, uh, Father Ben, I've only got about a minute before we have to begin wrapping things up. But for somebody listening today who uh, she brings up such a good point about forgiving, forgiving ourselves uh, for somebody who just, um, you know, doesn't uh, can't experience the healing of, of God uh, because she uh, doesn't think uh, that uh, she can be forgiven. What about this reality of forgiving ourselves? Um, you know, it, sometimes I think that's the hardest part is is us um, deciding that, that if God forgives us, we can forgive ourselves too. But um, it's something we really need to do. And forgiveness doesn't mean that uh, it's gone and that there's no pain or it never happened. Um, but it means that we put it in the past. And that's a very important thing. We have to put things in the past. Otherwise, we let those past hurts or sins poison our present. And, yeah. and I, I tell people all the time, God gave us the past, the present, the future. Leave your past to God's mercy. Leave your future in His providence and live in the present moment. That's where Jesus wants us to be at peace with Him. Father Ben Cameron, our spiritual director. Time to wrap things up. Father Ben, we'd like to close the hour with a final blessing for all of these listeners. May Almighty God bless each and every one of you and your family. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Ben Cameron, thank you so much for joining us on the program today. If you joined us late, don't forget you can download the podcast and hear the entire program. Just go to the website, the inner, uh, relevantradio.com and the Inner Life page and download today's program. Thanks, everyone, and thanks to Father Ben. Uh, stay tuned. We're celebrating Mass in about 60 seconds. We're back tomorrow. Hope to see you then.